السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته. Hi everyone. This is my first podcast and I'm quite excited of what I'm going to share, especially knowing I like to talk a lot. I write a lot, I read a lot and I talk a lot. So yeah, so this first episode will be more about me and my journey to healing because I receive a a DM from a lovely sister who asked about, you know, if I would be kind enough to share about my own story of healing because when I talk about helping other people going on this journey, they want to know what got me started in the first place, right? Uh, but before that, I just want to let you know that if you have been following me on Instagram for quite some time, you realize that I took a long break for a few weeks and I'm back, alhamdulillah. So just a little update of what happened during that few weeks. Uh, it was something internal. Like I went through a journey of, you know, when I start talking about family trauma, a lot of things happen because people start to you know, show up and they start to tell me their own opinions of what I um, say, the things that I share. And a lot of them are, you know, always encouraging. If you are one of my audience, you have been encouraging, mashallah, and I'm really grateful for that, for having you around, alhamdulillah. But there are also people that, those especially close to me, and I think that um, they don't really agree with what I do. And I realized that you know, over time, that is that um, it might seem very, you know, painful or you know heartbreaking that you know someone doesn't support what I do but it's okay and I realized that over time whatever that you're doing we don't wait for people's validation because that is not what we're going for but again it's not wrong to ask for validation because that's what we also need right time and time again but for you to quit doing what you've been called to do just because someone disagrees with you then it doesn't make any sense so if you're in that position I I give uh, here's just uh, my two cents and a little advice that I have. You know, take a break. Take a break and, you know, ask yourself whether is this really what the person says is true and why does it hurt you so much? You know, the reason I, I went to a break because someone said to me that the work that I do is, you know, uh, um, causing people to stir away from the parents and like causing people to hate on the parents or you know, uh, creating a revolution against parents. And I I was really upset by that comment because it was from someone really close to me. And I looked up to this person. It was really hurtful, really, really hurtful. Although there are apologies given, um, the boundaries and whatnot. Um, you know, things happen and sometimes you didn't expect that people say things, you know, people say things that you don't think they would say to you. But things happen, so that's life, right? So again, back to my story um, about healing. And uh, before I continue, I just would like to thank you for listening in. And I hope that there is something uh, in my story that you can relate or at least at least find some inspiration. Find the drive to continue with your life. Find the um, comfort, at least some comforting words that you hear to help you uh, encourage encourage you help you open doors for healing and healing isn't just something you know we see healing as a one one thing like one facet it's only one facet of a bigger thing and i i like to 
remind you that when you heal you heal every part of your soul or you heal every part of yourself because you know the idea of healing when people think about healing is just about one aspect of life an example would be if you you know you try something new for example riding a bike and then you fell down and people think that healing is just you know tending to the wound you had a, a cut you had an abrasion so you tend to the wound and that's it no, but the whole aspect of feeling is understanding of oh, what happened. How are you comforted during that um, time? How are you going to move on from here emotionally, mentally? Will you try riding the bite again or will you quit? Right? All these things. Healing is a whole aspect of it. And eventually it leads to your spiritual awakening as well. Because this is something that I went through as well, like being a coach and a mindset trauma coaching and trauma support specialist right i go through my own healing as well when i invite people to this journey i say that because i realized that um like i mentioned early on my story is that i i took a long break i become dormant my pitch become dormant it wasn't active because someone said something really hurtful to me and you know what i did i wanted to give up and giving up i mean like you know, deleting my account, you know, just going, just vanish and not appear anymore and not teaching things, sharing, sharing all about family trauma because I, I, I wanted to believe this person, this person I looked up to and I really, I really cherished this person, but I, I realized that it doesn't make any sense because I feel like this is, this is something that I need to do. And a lot of you have, you know, told me that you know, you realize this is something, this is a big topic and it needs to be spoken about, especially within um, the Asian families and Muslim Muslim families, because it's really quite a taboo topic, honestly, especially if that trauma comes from parents, right? I think a lot of people also think that when we talk about trauma with parents, the idea is that you are hating on your parents, which is totally not. We are just simply talking about the experiences and making sense of what happened, because when trauma happens, it passes by by flesh. And you, you will feel the effects later on throughout your life. It could be just like five minutes of a traumatic event, but that five minutes can turn into 50 years down the road. This is what a lot of people don't realize when we talk about trauma because it's affecting our life. Again, not affecting just one aspect of our life, but all a whole other aspect aspects right you become mentally tired you realize that you're not physically as active anymore um you you don't have any energy you're lacking energy in all other areas you realize that relationships are not as secure and safe and you start to wonder what is it this is where the healing journey begins because you start to question and reflect on your life like hey i have a disagreement with this person why why do i have this agreement with this person why do i fight for my spouse Right? Why is my child crying and I and I feel so triggered? All of the things that happen in our life, it's all interconnected. And I know that a lot of people also said, you know, don't focus so much on the past, you know, because we're looking forward and taking it from me. I am a person who doesn't like to stay in the past. It's it's kind of weird because I, I move on quickly, but I like to think about the past because I realize that we are all interconnected. Our past make us who we are today. Right, so see it as that way, although that it can haunt you, but it's not, it, it is not the current reality of yourself for today. So give yourself a chance to, you know, open up and you know really question and question 
the things that have happened in the past question the reality like what will happen and you'll you will realize that sometimes you'll go deep deep down a rabbit hole like deep deep rabbit hole let me ask like okay you find out the reason why this happened and then you start to ask questions to other people especially when you have trauma with other people right or with your parents and you realize you realize that your parents too had trauma and then whoa there's a lot of things happening and going on yeah so again back to my story um that, that was yeah anything i sorry just to add on i think talking about trauma is something i will talk forever in my life um you know you know what to say like if you want to pursue something what if there's no money involved in it what is something that you can talk and teach people about for your whole life and i think this will be it right trauma with family trauma and um again a disclaimer when i talk about family trauma especially the parents does that mean that i don't love my parents at all no and people those people who really are triggered by what i talk about they jump to conclusions and really assume and i felt really weird because you know when we talk about a problem amplify a problem it does not mean that i don't love them right when we bring up an issue for a spouse does not mean you're not grateful for your spouse it's just that we have a problem right now and we need to settle it right but for some people it's as if like oh you complain about me that means you don't love me at all right people have this i've talked about category collapse before like when you have been through so much traumatic events and you're not given the space to heal or you don't know how to heal didn't have the support and you think that oh no all men are bad or all wealthy people are selfish and usually in negative connotations it all started when i was 14 14 years old as a teenager you know earlier on i was a very very extremely overachiever i would say like people know me for achieving in school um with the neighbors a lot of them and i realized that oh i thought that was my identity like to perform right to perform and then you'll get the reward and as i you know go going on to become a teenager at 14 years old that's when i start to you know ask myself who am i i have identity crisis right what is religion like why am and why am i wearing the hijab like like what's the point of marriage you know i start ask why are we not allowed to have relationships before marriage all these sort of things and i'm looking for friends and i realize that i just don't fit in into schools i don't fit in into groups like i don't feel belonged anywhere so i just search and ask allah i already know who allah was right i was born muslim and alhamdulillah my parents had given me some tarbiyah and also about the religion so i would say that this is the start of my own journey not the journey that i'm living for my parents my own journey about um answering questions i have about the religion answering questions i have about um uh marriage relationships um being a mother like what does it mean because you know when you grow up when you start growing up you start asking questions you realize that um you what the questions that you have are a re, as a result of it or an effect or a consequence of what you observe at home right when you see things happening between your parents and then you ask yourself oh is it is this what marriage means right and most of the time it can be most of the time it shouldn't be right so the things that we observe at home because our parents are first the very first people our caregivers are the very first people that we learn from we, we take knowledge from we're given the love warmth and everything but if there's an absence of all of that then you know we 
we become lost and that we have to seek all of this outside. Right. So part of my healing journey is I started to go to the masjid, to the mosque and find youth groups and just wanting to feel belong, wanting to know, like, what do I like to do? What's my purpose in life? And then, you know, I just realized that over time, over time, um, yeah, sorry, that's my notes. Yeah. Over time, um, I don't like to conform anymore uh, and being a being a high achiever people have their eyes on you they look at you like okay if this is the first time that she can perform i'm waiting for the next time and make sure that she performs and sometimes people don't even mention that but you have that feeling right in the background like as if like okay people are watching you make sure you don't perform so if you don't perform sometimes they will criticize you if they don't criticize you you just have this feeling like oh wait you know people are watching you and then now you didn't perform becomes like a sense of shame it becomes like you know a failure a lot all sorts of things you, you start to uh, experience all these different kind of emotions as you grow up especially being a teenager right maybe at a young age you don't you don't really know what these feelings are but as a teenager you start to ask questions you start to rebel rebel meaning you say no and you want to try other things you don't want to study the things that your parents ask you to you just want to explore and really figure it out and i think that this is a period of time where we have a lot of emotions and we do not know how to handle it so people like if, if you go through um traumatic experiences in your teenagers teen teen life right you realize that it's even more difficult for you to discover what it's like to be yourself because you know when you have a lot of these emotions you need someone that can help you mirror yourself mirror how you feel and let you know that okay you know i'm here for you i'm here to give you support and I, it looks like you have so much anger in you you want to tell me what it is you want a space a safe and secure space to release all the emotions and also as um uh, an environment where you're given a chance to be yourself a chance to make mistakes yeah a chance that you don't have to perform because if that is your default that you have to perform outside like meaning in school uh, yeah if you're a teenager most probably you're in school most of the time if you have that you know um expectation to perform that you'll make sure that you carry yourself best in school that when you come home you just want to release everything your emotions but it becomes real difficult when at home you don't get that uh, you have to perform in school and perform at home as well like where is the place that you can be yourself where is the place where you can release your emotions because remember you are a teen and when you're a teen you have so much emotions that you just don't know how to handle it it gets even worse like it becomes even more like so much of a, a turmoil but you don't know nobody teaches you how to handle the emotions nobody tells you that you can cry and let it go and release it if you you come from a family who might not understand the importance of emotional release they might tell you that you cannot cry, right? You crying means you're a, a bad child. Right? Associate things like, you know, obedience and goodness of a child with, you know, you not cry, you need to conform and comply. You not say things, you don't seek opinions, you listen to what your parents say and do as what they tell you, right? In all aspects, right? All aspects. And there might be a little minimal space to be yourself, space to learn and I, I about yourself and what you like what you don't like there's little room for you to disagree and say that you don't like to do this 
right? If you get what I mean. So at that age, as a teenager, it's a lot of I start to not perform. I start I I, I performed last time, and then I I was um, hospitalized because of sickness, and then I stopped performing at all. Like performing meaning acing all my studies, all the subjects in school, um, in the curriculum activities. I stop. I'm just like no. I just want to go back to the mosque. I just want to do things that I I, I don't money doing school it's really hard and you know what it becomes even harder where when you are given that responsibility okay i was the hate prefect in primary and secondary school and it was really difficult because people are watching you and and sometimes when you have the um highest level of responsibility like people won't ask you whether you're okay you get what i mean like if you're a mom rarely do people ever ask you whether you're okay or not, like because you're expected to perform, you're expected to deal with problems yourself. I mean, it shouldn't be that way, but moms, you get what I mean, right? Yeah. So in in as a teenager, I start to not performing, and I start to realize and observe that people's reactions are becoming different. But it feels so good to me. It feels so good that I I'm able to break free and not do something I don't like, right? And my studies just just dropped. Uh, I had a lot of identity crisis. My studies, like, um, I mean, the grades, uh, I wasn't really good at all. And it feels really difficult because, again, our parents want what's best for you. And my parents, at, at some point of time, they, they ask me, like, what happened? You know? Yeah. Other than that, uh, and then uh, going from that teenage life, I had a lot of questions. I, I asked questions. I asked, why do you do this? I, I had a lot of conflicts with my parents too. Does that, does that mean I don't love them? No. Please, again, a disclaimer. No, I love them. We all bless them and reward them highly. MashaAllah. Because it was really difficult to raise a teenager. Yeah, honestly speaking. Because, you know, again, rebellious stage. But also, you observe things at home. You observe that other people have their own stress. Right, and you you start a question like if you are the one, the one who received the the other um the receiving end of the someone's stress, you you start a question like why me? And this is what happening. Yeah, I ask, I I beg to Allah, I I pray and I ask why why me? Like why do I have to face the brunt of someone's stress? Right, I know for you to be understanding that you have to people say being understanding means you you know that person's going through a hard time and you you know give it give way to this person whatever it is especially with your parents and you start questioning like why why do i have to put up with this because i'm a child i'm a kid i'm still growing up it becomes a lot of questions a lot of questions especially if you're, if you're a child and at home and you have to make sure that your parents are in good mood right that this is something called parentification where you have to um be the one to regulate your parents' emotions, meaning that if you, they are upset, it's up to you. It's your job to make them not upset. But it's not actually, you know, everyone's supposed to have their own set of regulation mechanisms. But for some people who do not develop that in the early stages of life, they carry it into adulthood, meaning that they don't know how to regulate themselves, like even as adults, right? And then now they become parents, like the stress level when things when they um, their more responsibilities, the stress level increases. 
it gets really, really difficult, right? And then now you you become you as a child, you're expected to regulate your parents' emotions. It becomes even wild, right? It's like a burden on you because you don't know how to. Like you are the child, but now you have to um, help your parents out with their own emotions. Yes, sometimes yes, we need co-regulation meaning we need someone else to help us to calm us down or maybe give us support yes but doing it over time doing it all the time and that is just a concoction of stress right that's why that is a term called toxic stress or uh, complex post-traumatic stress disorder right all these things like it can really um eat you up especially when you suppress all these feelings and your experiences it can eat you up so badly that the symptoms only appear as you become an adult. So that's what happened to me, right? And I, and I, in my teens, and then you know after the whole thing, I started to you know want to get married. And I feel like getting married is uh, a ticket for me to be free, free in a sense that I get to um, um, be my own self, meaning that I get to choose my own likes and dislikes, and I get to live my life the way I want, you know, with a husband. I got married really young, and uh, Alhamdulillah until today, it's 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 a very an eye opening. And I love, I love being married. <laughs> Alhamdulillah, um, and I hope that for all of you too, because you know, people, everyone has different um, stories. You know, there are some people who go through have excellent family members, but you know, they have traumatic stress or they go through trauma with their own spouses there are people who also go through trauma with their own family and then when they got married that's when they are so aligned with themselves they, they start a new journey with their husband right everyone has different different stories and i don't mean to invalidate your stories or emotions but this is just my point of view and alhamdulillah with the marriage with marriage at a young age um it gives you um it opens up your eye um, it gives you a chance to, you know, practice your own self, uh, your own desires. And you really, um, the thing I like about being married is that you can talk about these issues with someone, especially if you marry the right person, inshallah, bi'idhanillah. Um, you have someone that have similar values as you, you can talk about trauma and all these things, and you have someone that can validate your emotions. And let me tell you, not, there's not a time where, you know, it's not all perfect. Not all the time is perfect. Like I'm still learning how to validate my husband's emotions and vice versa. Right? Not all the time. But if you have someone with similar values as you, um, someone, a spouse who thinks the same similar way, meaning that you know how you want to raise your kids or uh, what you think about your in-laws and your parents, all these things, then you realize that you don't feel so alone anymore. You know, that's is a beautiful thing, and I realize that. Maybe you don't have a spouse for that, but everyone has someone close to where they can, someone close that can validate their emotions. And that's something to be grateful for, right? Uh, and then, oh yeah, before I got married, I, I worked as a, a night of I, not even night of I, I was an employee, but I was a bad one. I, employee, I'm sorry. But I was a pretty bad one. And that itself makes me reflect, like, is this a life for me? Like every stage of my journey, I, I, I had to heal. I had to heal because I have questions and I, I need answers. Yeah. So why I was saying I was a bad employee, I'm just not fit for a nine to five. I'm just not fit to, you know, be in a rigid structure. That's why I start becoming a coach myself. I 
because I feel like this is what I'm meant to do to help other people to become a speaker, a writer, or anything, to really impact people's life about a topic that is so dear to my heart. And that's something I cannot do in night of five, right? Especially the work that I think requires the skills that I have. And I'm more of a creative person. I, I love creating content, uh, designing, writing. Oh, a fun fact, you know, back in school, secondary school, we call it here in Singapore, it's primary and secondary so in secondary school, I, had, I once had an English teacher, that, English teacher that said I, my writing skills and English skills are quite poor. And it was really upsetting to me. But now as I grow up, I realize that, you know, whatever people said about you in the past is not your final destination, right? The final destination is inshallah, jannah, like you want to be there. But if someone said something about you, that's not the end. You can choose whether that's the end or not. You can choose to change uh, the whatever happens next you can choose whether to believe this person or not and i choose not to hear it because you know i receive feedbacks too about my writing and you know my own coach says that my writing is real good and I, it just makes me wonder like okay maybe i'm just not a fit for this teacher but anyway it's back to my story right i was a pretty bad employee because i yes i cannot conform to rigid structure i don't do things real well in the areas that I enjoy most, right? Um, so I decided to quit, and then when, that's when I had a child as well. My my daughter, uh, I really felt so much because with a child, um, it opens up doors for you to start healing. Meaning that um, with a child, you see a person like you. Like when you raise your own child, you're like practically raising your own self. You see yourself in your child. You see this child crying and then you question like, why is this crying and I need to soothe her. You know, your intuition will tell you either to soothe her or slap her. <laughs> okay, I'm kidding. Like, you know, there are people who feel driven to discipline the child because the child is crying. Then there are people who also feel the love inside the heart and the mercy. So instead of disciplining the child, they soothe the child, right? And these things can be learned. But what I'm trying to point out is that what you do with a child is a reflection of how you were raised. How you were raised and whether or not you have healed. Uh, a big, a big um, lesson for me when I was um, in my own healing journey is that I realized that there are some of my habits I bring into my marriage as what I observe in my parents. Right? Is it, is it bad? Or is it, no, is there something that you realize that, hey, oh, this is where healing comes in? Because if there are, you know, poor habits, you, you just want to, you know, unlearn and relearn the better habits for your marriage. If there are good habits, of course. And the good thing about my parents, they are one of the best people to host guests ever. And it's something that I want to learn from my parents and carry on, right? So I, how do you know, how do I know whether I'm following my parents or like something I observe in the household as I grow up that I bring into marriage? Because I stop and ask myself, what? When, where is this from? Where have I heard this? Right? A lot of times it's in your subconscious mind, something that you don't really think that, oh, this is from your parents, this is from your mom, this is from your dad, this is from your siblings. You don't think that way. You don't really think that way. It's only when there are you know, experiences that really trigger your past, right? Will make you reflect whether or not this is something it's within you or something that you have learned, right? This 
a great example of people um I was sharing on social media is how a child can be racist, right? Because but when a child was born, it's fitra. The nature is to be kind, to be loving, to to be themselves, good, be full of good. But how can a child become a racist? Because a child observes their own parents, right? It's something that it's learned. It's something that this child has heard at home, the household, and this is what the child will bring into the world. So unlearning and relearning is basically you realizing that hey that's wrong and how do you know that's wrong people will give you feedback and it's also a direct correlation with how open you are to people giving you feedback right and that's when i the first time i heard someone said that i'm being defensive on myself was in secondary school again hey prefect right being a prefect you need to organize um organize events for the students for my own you know um juniors or whatsoever right and i have I had a, a, a problem with the ex-goes or the team that I haven't been performing and I was just so defensive. I didn't know that is called being defensive, but I realized that I was being defensive. Uh, yeah, if you can hear that my daughter's voice in the background. There'll be a part two that was a Okay, hold on. There'll be a part two coming out, so just for listening to the first part. Part two will be coming up soon. Thank you.